Hey everybody, I hope everyone and welcome to the season finale of the UQT Unqualified Talks podcast along with my co-host UQ Yoku. Hello, hello, hello. As well as a very special guest, our teacher. Hello, Niklas here. <laughs> uh, welcome to the UQT podcast. How does it feel to be on a very cool podcast from your two students? Oh, it feels very exclusive at the moment. So uh, this is the uh, the first podcast I've ever been on. So, you know, it's uh, go easy now. Oh, <laughs> good. That's nice. Well, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell the, the, the listeners about yourself a bit? About myself? Where do I begin? Well, I am, uh, of course, the most important of all here now is I'm the teacher of the programming. So... Um, that is where we uh, we met up. Although I did have you guys in uh, technology as well in the beginning, mm-hmm. so uh, uh, that's that's a bit of the story there. But um, yeah, it's really it's really where you want to begin because uh, there's there is a lot to tell always. But it's a it's a question of yeah, what's relevant today? How about you tell us about so like some some interests or hobbies maybe? Interests, hobbies. Okay, dangerous area, but. Oh. <laughs> All sorts of stuff, right? Uh, no, no, but uh, smelting metal, um, 3D printing, programming, electronics, um, yeah, you know, railguns, that sort of thing. It's just the average, average sort of hobby. Yeah, uh, average hobby job, the yeah. yeah, you know, pruning trees, that sort of thing. It's 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 uh, a bit of everything, really. Building shelves, just general construction, making ideas into reality. That is the thing that I aim for. Mm. Yes. So, but okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. And how long have you been working uh, as a teacher now? Um, let's see. I think this was my fifth year. So um, yeah, um, I've already seen uh, one group of students from uh, first year to third year, uh, final high school there, and uh, now I'm into my second uh, group here that'll be ready next year. Uh, so, um, and that's, that's great because I know even for you guys, you'll be heading out in a normal, uh, normal run out the school door instead of a bunch of, uh, restrictions. So it's actually yeah. going to be really nice this year. Yeah. yeah. Let's hope so. Considering this monkey pox situation is, uh, spreading yeah, well, fast. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So avoid those monkeys. Um, <laughs> yeah. don't go anywhere near the monkeys, but but uh, but seriously, probably not a really big issue though. So as long as you avoid the monkeys, you'll probably be okay. Um, but uh, but at least there's no real restrictions on that, and no one's getting too worried, you know. So you just stay safe. But um, no, it's 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 good, and uh, it's going to be really nice to see how how we have a normal normal uh, end to the school year for once. That's been a mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. So, uh, then it's back to the crazy stuff on the on the on the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking about school, though, when I was actually picking my schools on where I wanted to go for high school, uh, it was between three schools. Two of them I didn't really like. I think um, I don't remember the names of them. Then it was this one we're in right now, and uh, okay. I was I was kind of iffy about it at first. Me and my dad, you know, we were walking around during open house, uh, kind of scouting around, looking around. And then I remember we we like we actually stumbled upon a room you were in. You were working <laughs> with some robots and stuff. And my my dad, he's very sim, sim similar to you in a sense of interests. Um, 
and I'm very affected by my dad's. You know, I was very into it as well. So, you know, we sat down. <laughs> I, I remember we were both talking uh, for, what, 30, 40 minutes. Uh, and I think that was the breaking point of picking uh, the school I did for first choice. Oh, well, that's nice to hear. Yeah. Because, you know, I can talk and, and that can often like scare people off once <laughs> I start. We have, we have, we have, you know, we have the ambassadors here, the ambassador students. I mean, one of their main jobs is to rescue people from the makerspace when I'm, I start talking to them. <laughs> uh, so they get to see the rest of the school because, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's a danger. You know, it's a life hazard. Yeah. But uh, no, it's fun to hear. <laughs> no, but and I, now, I now you're soon finished as well. Now you're soon finished with the school. So how does that feel? Oh, it's uh, rather strange. It's kind of hard to kind of revolve my head around it personally. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to have any homework. Or, like the mental stress of knowing you have homework most of the time. Uh, yeah, that'll take a while to wear off. <laughs> yeah. It's a big change. But, you know, it, feel, like, it feels good overall, of course. Yeah, it's going to be a shock to the system, I think, for for many people, uh, for for yeah, you know, for good and bad. But it's it's uh, it is a change, and change is always good. So mm-hmm. you know, you'll get to see uh, get out well, even more into the real world. Um, now that everything's been locked down a couple of years, I think uh, I can imagine you've done most of your studies under lockdown, and uh, mm-hmm. so it's it's pretty good timing to come out into the world now when everything is pretty much opening up again, and well, if not getting back to normal, at least getting back to something that we recognize yeah so, no and it's been it's been great having you guys here a really happy team for the most part it's been and it's been really good and uh um all sorts of crazy projects so, so uh, i know i've had fun I had to answer that question for someone else actually the other day in a, in a bit of an interview you know like what is what is really the most fun time in your life and i was sort of thinking a bit you know like well high school when i was going yeah that that wasn't fun um you know all the other stuff, a uh, few few fun things. But when was the most fun time? I think that's actually when I started teaching, which is sort of a bit odd. But you know, um, actually, is uh, you know a bit of reflection there. It's fun, and of course, that's not just due to having a makerspace here where I can mess around with robots, as you mentioned. But it's um, you know it's a lot of, lot of good coworkers and. Uh, um, uh, you know a really nice environment, friendly students, and so on. And uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I've I've had a pretty good time here the last five years. So you know, I'm not really going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, think so... I can also say that uh, you've enhanced a lot of students' experiences in in the high school we attend. Definitely, because uh, as Ollie mentioned, you were part of the reason that he wanted to join this school that we attend. But the same was for me. Hey, I was well... having a pretty boring time walking around during the open house, but then. Me and my friend stumbled into, into the, where you were sitting, where you were messing around with a uh, with some technology. You and another teacher, and I don't know. It just seemed so fun to work with programming after that. After having talked to you, so I got more interested. Yeah, well, it can be both boring and fun. I mean, it's like you know, yeah. uh, as I'm sure you've noticed, it's it. Um, yeah, there's a bit of both there, but that's great to hear, and uh, you know, and I hope you can have some some use of that, uh, you know, after the high school years, mm-hmm. um, because, uh, I mean, there, there is just so much out there that I couldn't even begin to describe what it is uh, that you're going to see when you come out into the world, and especially not in five, 10 years, uh, what you'll be doing and working with, because it just doesn't exist yet. And, and that's the amazing thing. I think that we're moving forward at such an incredible rate, sometimes yeah. for the better, sometimes for the world. But 
you never know what's around the corner. Uh, and you get to, uh, you guys are going to get to see that. And uh, I, I think, yeah, it's uh, maybe I'm a bit jealous. You know, you're, you're coming out into the world now uh, at a very exciting time. Oh, also a bit of a scary time, but a very exciting time. Mm. Um, new technology is all around the corner. A new space industry taking form. Um, you know, it's a great time to be into technology because there's a great demand. So, um, but uh, even I don't know all the different sort of things you can work with. Yeah. Mm. There is, uh, there's a lot of jobs out there waiting with, with a, you know, some exciting, some boring, some well-paid, some not. But yeah, you can try a few different things. And uh, it's, we're not living in that time when, you know, you took a job when you, you were 16 and then you work with that until you're like retired. Uh, but now you get to try all sorts of different things and you can often travel all over the world and uh, work in different countries, different environments and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. one thing that's in common is that Technology works pretty much the same everywhere. So that's an advantage you have over, for example, law students, right? Yeah. The, uh, you can be the world's best at Swedish law, but then you still have to go back to school if you want to do that somewhere else. Yeah. Um, same thing with economics and, you know, techs uh, and everything like that. So, so some, some, some things, one of the advantages is that if you're good at English and you're good at technology, you can work pretty much anywhere. So um, it's, it's a fun time for, for the branch. Yeah. And there you go. I start talking again. You see, it's dangerous when I get started. <laughs> That's why we want you here, though. You know, you're a, a talkative and informative person in a good, in a good way, of course. Yeah. Uh, well, great to have. That's the aim. But yeah, I'm always a bit worried that, uh, yeah, <laughs> take it too far. But, we um, accounted for this. We, yeah, we expected this. We're, I'm actually kind of surprised you haven't mentioned space as much as you usually do, though. <laughs> I'm holding back. I'm holding back. <laughs> Yeah, like, no. Um, but now you mention it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there's a lot there's a lot happening in the space sector now and and uh, sometimes it goes faster than I would possibly imagine and sometimes like now it's going a bit slower, you know, due to the ordinary regulation and so on and and safety aspects, but but there is I mean, you know, you just have to look at this week. This last week there was a a new uh, type of spacecraft finally made it up to the International Space Station. That's uh, yeah rated for uh, human passengers and mm. uh, you know last time that happened it was spacex but now it's uh, the boeing uh, starliner who okay. had a lot of problems in fact i heard they had a lot of problems even this time uh, which maybe you haven't read about but there was a lot of things that went wrong they had i don't know they had thruster failures and they had programming failures i mean it's a, sort of almost a miracle they made it up to the space station at all but uh, they made it they're docked uh, space station personnel are on board, you know, inspecting the capsule and everything. So mm. that means that uh, at least the U.S. has two providers pretty much now, you know. So yeah. so that that was just this week. No. Um, towards the end of the year, I mean, we're looking at maybe only a couple of months now, maybe during summer, we could see the first uh, of these massive Starship launches. That's something I'm I'm certainly looking forward to. Largest rocket basically ever launched um, and fully reusable, which is also a shock to the system. So yeah. Um, yeah. There, there is a lot of innovation happening out there, which is going to bring the cost of space travel down. Maybe not to sort of you know heading up to the moon for a weekend, but but at the very least, maybe you know maybe take an orbital cruise when you're you know on your forty year fortieth birthday, right? You know if you save up a bit, that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, maybe your company sends you into space uh, to fix some servers 
right? It it it, it depends. It's maybe not out of your own pocket, but uh, hey, you know, it is what it is, and uh, and the price just keeps falling. And of course, now with the reusability, we're going to be able to go the same way as uh, air travel. Yeah. Sure, it's not always cheap to to you know fly around the world, right? But um, if you can sort of fly around the world in orbit, you can reach the same sort of cost. So it will be doable. It will be doable if you really, really want to. Mm. Uh, not to mention all the production capability that we will have that can be done better in orbit. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, a bra- it's, it's a brave new world, as we like to say. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's on, something. On a it's a great... unrelated question, though. Unrelated uh, questions? It's kind of going back to, like, the teacher. Uh, are you teaching? Um mm. Do you have any like interesting or strange stories that's happened to you as a teacher? Some cool teacher stories. Nicholas? Hello? We seem to have lost <laughs> our our guest. No clue where he disappeared. Man, I want to know about Anyone the... there? Oh, hello, hello. Now we oh, hear can, you. We can hear you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hear me now. Oh, okay, yes. okay. I don't know what happened. Uh, disconnect, reconnect. You know, it's that. That's a good tip, actually. It's a bit, bit of a joke, but you know, if someone asks you what the problem with the computer is, you got to ask him. Have mm. you tried pulling out the plug and putting it back in again? Yeah. Right. You never know. Ninety <laughs> percent of cases, and you know, don't let anyone sort of tell you, no, 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 we tried that. No, no, do it again. <laughs> do, it again. do it again. While I'm on the line. Um, all right, cool teacher stories, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, good, good. All right, so I'm thinking it's not some sort of network block as soon as someone mentions cool teacher stories and everything, just <laughs> right? But it was actually in the beginning, right? In the before four time, no, it was actually when I took my first, uh, first teaching, uh, uh, practic what do you call it? practical uh, teaching as part of my complete, uh, comp uh, now I can't even remember the word. Uh, additional education, right? I had to do some additional courses to mm. to uh, convert uh, my engineering degree into a teaching degree, namely the teaching part. Um, even though I didn't need uh, any more material of actual, you know, technology and programming, I still had to have the, the the teaching. And part of that was, of course, to go out and teach students. And this is actually where I sort of fell in love with the concept of teaching. You know, that this is not something just for when I get old and too weak to climb into the, you know, industrial sites. But uh, hey, why not start now? And the problem was I couldn't get hold of the school where I was going to go and do practical. Okay. And uh, I had the telephone number and the email of the principal, but I, I couldn't really reach them. And I knew when I was supposed to be there. And, and so I, I basically just, you know, I was about to turn up. Uh, and uh, then I read in the paper, ah, yes, the, uh, the riot control group has uh, just finished an operation at this school and uh, secured several uh, students that were having a riot. And I'm thinking, okay, that should be <laughs> mm-hmm. interesting. You know? And then I think, well, that would explain perhaps why the principal has a bit too much on their hands right now. So, so anyhow, I turn up and you know, it's all great and there's really great students and everything like this. And, and I was a bit worried about it being a big class, you know, like 35 students or something like that. And, no, 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 it was only like 18 students. And I thought, oh, this is perfect. And I said, wow, this wasn't a very big class. You know, they talk about big classes. And, and the teacher there says, yeah, well, there are five that might come back next week when the police release them. 
And that was sort of like, okay, so that was that's about as fun as it gets, right? But yeah. uh, no, no, and and it was really good actually. No one, no one actually set fire to the school all year, so it was actually a good year that year. Oh wow! And um, nice. that was that was a first as well. So you know, it was good to 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 see to see how that school move forward. Um, but otherwise, you know, oh, there's always there's always something funny happening. I can't really think of anything. That's all, you know. Yeah. But um, um, nah, it's all confidential, you know. So, mm. oh, confidential. Okay. Yeah, it's all you know, top secret. You know, like. <laughs> But uh, so so the absolute opposite of what what generally goes in a podcast. No. Okay. Um, no, generally, as some of the most fun things are the the teachers, you know, and you know their histories of you know what happened before I came to the school and things like that, you know. And I'm sort of like seriously, uh, but um, yeah, it was sort of a bit of the wild west here actually. Once upon a time, mm. I think that was like one or two principles ago, but still. Um, so uh, it's it's fun that the school is moving forward and doing more advanced stuff and able to you know do cooler projects and things like this. Yeah. So, and that's what I like about this school. You know, it's uh, we're always having talks and discussions on how do we improve it, how do we make it more cozy and you know more places to hang and things like that. You know, um, it's um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun when you know that everyone is sort of like going in the same direction. But. Yeah. Uh, no, so sorry, probably not too much on the cool, cool teaching stories. Probably have some stories out there, but not of the teaching variety. That's been my calm and peaceful period in life. Okay, uh, any, fair enough. Any non-confidential uh, stories in general you'd like to say? Oh, general. Oh, man. I mean, wow. Um, where to start? I don't know. Um, well... I mean, there was there was, uh, for example, the time I was uh, stationed in China. That was that was sort of in the before for time, before the teaching, uh, working for uh, Precise Biometrics, actually. Mm -hmm. in and uh, you know, I was there as liaison for a joint venture company, gonna you know get the products out in China. All the companies were trying to do that at that time. It's like, oh, you got to start a joint venture in China, you know, and it's the biggest market on the planet, and you you got to get in there. And uh, and also we were looking at trying to manufacture our products a bit cheaper and everything, which was actually quite difficult because, you know, uh, getting parts cheaper doesn't isn't an automatic when you move to China. You still have to work for that. Yeah. So um, actually, one one fun thing that happened there was I wasn't very good at delegating, so I was doing a lot of the work myself. You know, when someone wanted, oh, we want to we want to have this access control system. You should be able to just you know blip your card and then you should put your fingerprint on and then that's gonna you know, check with the server and, and if you're authorized for this door, then it's going to open this door, right? Things like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and I mm -hmm. thought, well, we've almost got that product. I just need to make a few adjustments and I figure it's easier if I just do it myself. So that was, you know, my, my sort of standard plan. And that's not great if you're trying to liaison and, and teach a local team how to adapt software. So I thought, well, I'll put the best guy on it. So I've got this one guy, um, you know, and his English is, is okay, right? And, uh, uh, really nice guy, uh, Kung Fu interested. He's out in the garden, uh, outside our office, you know, every lunchtime practicing Kung Fu. And, and I thought, oh, you know, of course, right? We're in China. That's, that's perfectly normal and natural. Mm -hmm. And so I give him this, this task. He's going to do this next week. And um, so, of course, Friday comes along and he comes to me looking very, you know, ah, not quite happy. He's 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 a bit conflicted. And he comes to me and says, and and you know, I swear, like this is one hundred percent true. He says, Niklas, 
I must tell you, I cannot come next week. I must go to Shaolin Temple and fight Kung Fu. And I was like, well, that was pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, that, was, that was actually a pretty good excuse. I've, I've, you know, I haven't heard that one before. But the really cool thing was that, yeah, he, he actually had to go because he was competing in a tournament and it happened to be in a Shaolin Temple. So, uh, you know, or, or, yeah, whatever that was, right? So, you know, he actually came back. He got third. And so, so after he eventually came back, uh, you know, after a week of not, you know, me having to do the project myself as always anyway, um, uh, we actually went out and, you know, he got a nice medal and, and you know, and he bought us all, all dinner uh, from the office and we had a really nice night out. But I thought yeah. that must be the best work excuse ever. I can't come to work. I must go to Shaolin Temple and fight Kung Fu, you know. Uh, and it's like, yeah, what are you going to say? No, no, I don't think so. I need that report on my desk, you know. It's 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 a pretty good. You can you can keep that one, by the way. You know. You should have asked for yeah. a permission slip. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, but if you if you ever have any of your you know staff or anything like that, and they're coming in, you know, and you or your boss says, "Look, I'm going to need you to come in on uh, Saturday," you know, uh, right? And uh, you just say, "No, no, I I must fight kung fu." You know, are they going to argue with you? No, they're not. Right? I mean, who's uh... going to? So, yeah, who's, so you can just gonna argue with someone who fights with the kung fu. That'd be terrifying. I think. Yeah, it's like yeah, no, because I um yeah no you you do that you do you right that's that's <laughs> I didn't I, I was just like I can't even so um now there was a lot of fun things a lot of fun things in China a lot of crazy stuff going on you know yeah. um yeah. oh by the way if you're ever in China um uh, it's actually necessary for foreign nationals to register yourself with the local police station. Uh, you know, where you're living and things, so they know, like, where you are if they need to come get you for some reason. Um, yeah, I didn't do that. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And, and and to make things worse, you know, I mean, every now and again, someone would come and knock on the door, and, you know, and, and I would just, like, be quiet. Sacred squirrel, I'm not here. You know, I didn't, like, call out, Dave's not here, dude, or something, but, but it felt like that. Very, very strange situation. And to top it all off, and this is the best part, this is the best part, Mm -hmm. I come back to Sweden eventually, you know, almost a bit crazy. Uh, be, I've been on my own, right, you know, uh, from, from Sweden. Uh, so we weren't a team or anything. It was just me and the local guys. And I come back to Sweden after four months. And, of course, it's time for me to get a new passport. My passport's pretty warm by this stage, being all over the place. Mm -hmm. I go into the, uh, the police department here in Sweden. And I say, uh, yeah, yeah, and I'm going to just upgrade this passport. And, you know, they scan it and they say, but... Have you used this passport? And I'm going, oh, yeah, it's, it's like full of stamps from all over the world, you know, specifically like, you know, China and you know, South Korea and all over the place. And they're going, but, but this passport isn't valid. And I'm, what do you mean it's not valid? And they're going, no, it's, it's never been issued. This is not a valid passport. It says, and this is, this is the kicker, right? I had apparently got this. Uh, I had got this in, when had I got this? I, I picked it up, I don't know, in, in Australia or something at that point, uh, this passport for some reason. Uh, uh, and it said on the, in the passport on the computer, it said, yeah, no, the location of the passport is the, um, the Swedish embassy in Canberra, Australia. So they, they'd sent me the passport, but they'd never clicked the button to say it was issued. And that felt really reassuring because, you, can, you know, I started seeing myself, yeah, I'm going to be there in like, you know, Chinese immigration. And they're like, this is not this is not valid passport. Uh, and I'll be like, what? No, 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 it's, it's fine. It says, no, 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 this has not been issued. This is, this is illegal. You know, I'm thinking that was great to know. So, um, 
so yeah, yeah. D avoid the uh, the Swedish embassy in Canberra if you can, because they're not really one hundred percent on the ball. Okay. So, <laughs> but uh, but you know, it didn't make a difference to me. And I think that just proves that when it comes to airport security, is uh, as long as you believe you're in the right, you're not going to have a problem. And I've run into that before as well, you know. <laughs> mm. uh, so I mean, no, I got you know, got a hundred stories like that. But but the, that was one that ah uh, really man, stuck out. Yeah. Yeah. That you know, travel all over the world, and you realize you've been doing it on a totally like not valid <laughs> passport, you know. Uh, and it's like that could have gone badly, yeah. uh, you know, if so someone started checking it up or doing a you know, a search on that number or something. But they're just looking at it and looking at me, like, yeah, the picture's pretty much the same, you know, he seems to have less hair now, but you know, and then just stamped it. And uh, I'm happy for that. So, um, you know, gotta be careful with the, with the documentation, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So, so what do we take from this? So, we, you gotta contact the Chinese police department, issue like, and then you gotta avoid Swedish embassy in Cambry, as well as be confident in yourself in airports. Is that what we be can confident take from in airports? Because if if you look like you're not quite sure if you're supposed to be there, then you can be one hundred percent sure that security is going to see that yeah, you probably yeah. don't want to be there, and and they're going to put two and two together and and come up with you're probably a drug dealer. So you know. <laughs> the classic thing I face is when I'm anywhere in civilian life, everyone's like, what, are you a police officer? I got that look, right? But when I'm in airports, it's the opposite. It's like, basically, are you a drug dealer? And I got that look. So, so you know, half the time they think I'm an undercover cop. The other half the time that I'm the guy he's supposed to be arresting. So it's, it's, uh, it's difficult. It's difficult. But I found, actually, I found a really good way to get around all that. Okay. All the hassle. Um, if I'm if if I want to avoid like having to go through a lengthy, you know, where have you been? Have you got anything with you? Have you packed yourself? Let's have a look at everything under like a an electronic, right? Um, I just grab myself a bottle of something that is, uh, you know, that you have to declare, and then I declare it, and then I walk directly to the red line and say, "Hey, uh, I'm here for the declaration," and they say, "What do you got?" And I say, "I got this bottle of whiskey," and they're like, "Ah, just go through," and that. That is how you solve that problem, because no one would be stupid enough to go to the something to declare line with something to declare, right? You know, so so th there you go. That's another that's an, another life hack. Okay, okay. Getting through security faster. Um, so it's it's just a lot of stuff like that. Also, don't bring honey to Australia. That's a that's a no no. Honey? How come? Yeah, honey. I know, right? I was shocked. Why? The thing is, right? Australia is basically this island and there's a lot of diseases that haven't Australia yet and just to cut it short the Australians really really don't want to change that sort of situation they're quite happy with not having to sort of you know have tuberculosis for cows and all sorts of things and one yeah. of the things is there's apparently a lot of different sort of you know ailments that bees can get and they've got a big big honey industry in Australia and if one single sort of disease got in it could basically wipe everything out so they're very very nervous about this this is absolute no no and these diseases they spread through honey among other things so uh, there is you know total no no you're not allowed to take fruit in either but honey I, I was sort of still a bit you know i mean it's been like i don't know spun around and whatever they do with honey to put it in a bottle uh, swedish honey i mean what could possibly be wrong with that right high quality stuff mm -hmm. um 100 natural but that was mm -hmm. the problem. Uh, and so they basically took out, and this was long before 9-11, I can tell you, right? 
because you know I I'd brought home a whole bunch of I don't know fireworks and you know small rockets and you name it right my my luggage was just packed with this stuff <laughs> and so I'm of course again being identified as you must be a drug dealer they uh, pulled me over when this is when I was younger as well you know um, and uh, they were just like looking lifting all these rockets out the way and then they're like is this honey <laughs> you you realize that you can't bring this in this is extremely dangerous. Uh, I'm going to have to confiscate this. Um, and just so you understand that this is actually, you, you could never do this again. And then they put all my like, you know, quickly rockets back in and, and said, okay, that's it. But I will confiscate this now. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. and, I, and I was through the whole procedure. I was like, uh, th- thank you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and yeah, so that was sort of interesting because they don't have fireworks and stuff in Australia due to the, uh, the new year season being in the middle of summer when everything is stone dry that, you know, first person with a, you know, firecracker is going to like set the whole place on fire. So, you know, it was basically not allowed to, to sell, uh, even if I don't know what the rules were about actually having it, but because no one was allowed to sell it, basically that meant nobody had it because it was an island. So um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the legality was there, but I just remember it was pretty funny that they're there just p- pulling out all the fireworks and, and, and gunpowder and I don't know what. And then going straight for the honey. So that's a big no-no in case you're wondering. You've got to think of the bees. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, wouldn't do, I really wouldn't recommend that these days. Lately, you know, they've become a bit more sort of neurotic about that sort of thing. So you don't, you don't take things like that on the luggage as well at all. Probably wasn't a good idea even then. So, yeah. Yeah. We live and we learn, you see. True. That's the motto. We really do. Yeah. So maybe you can you can learn through my mistakes. That's the best. But but usually we have to learn through our own mistakes. But just this particular mistake, yeah, don't don't do it. Do not fill your luggage with fireworks and honey and go to Australia. It's it's, it's a big no no, right? They don't like that at all. Yeah. Also fruit, no fruit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is there any treat I can give spiders and uh, kangaroos over there or no? Yeah. I mean, I okay. I lived there for seventeen years, right? And when I came to Sweden, it was first like when I came to Sweden, I started watching like these Australian nature programs. I was like, oh, my God, that place is lethal. How could anyone survive down there? Uh, How did I make it out alive? <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I thought, is it just they're overreacting? And then I sort of thought about it a bit. No, no. I mean, you know, but you get used to it. You get used to it. Um, mm. The absolute worst stuff is out in the bush, you know, so at least 100 meters from your home. And. Uh, the uh, the only stuff you really get like in the home is is you know the deadly spiders and and, and the not quite deadly but very painful scorpions and things like that you know and the odd snake so you know it was just a matter of you have to learn you do not leave your shoes outside right you you shake them out in the morning inside or outside and um, you don't stick your hands anywhere that you can't see exactly what you're mm-hmm. going to be running into. And if you just follow those rules and also make a lot of noise when you're walking through the bush to scare away all the um, deadly snakes, then you're probably going to be okay. Oh, and don't pick up the brightly colored octopus. That's also okay. a big no-no. That'll, that'll kill you in like eight seconds or something. Okay. So very small, very beautiful with a pulsing blue and the rings and everything. And that's why they're called the blue ringed octopus. And it's also extremely dangerous. In fact, basically just assume that if it moves, it's lethal. Right. Okay. Yeah, it won't be correct every time, but it's just the safest option. I'll yeah. keep that in mind. Kangaroos, not so bad, unless it's the big red ones. There's red okay. kangaroos. 
yeah, the big reds. I mean, they're more of an orange, but you know, they're compared to the 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 gray gray kangaroos, the standard kangaroos, the big reds. I mean, they look like they're on drugs. They really do. They look like they've been taking. I don't know. They've been at the gym. You know, oh, it means yeah. at least eight times a week, and they're taking steroids. And you look at them, and they they're just pumped, right? They're just pumped, and they're spoiling for a fight with someone. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, you you don't mess with them. But otherwise, you know, they're not actually, as far as I know, poisonous. You know, unless you mm. get scratched or something. Platypus, you know the platypus. Parent. You know, it's like, yeah, we know. The yeah, platypus. you know, it's like the 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 beak uh, of a duck and the tail of a beaver, and it 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 lays eggs, but then it has milk for them. Uh, you know, it's just one of those crazy leftover animals of all the other parts that were left over. Now you would sort of think, well, it's very rare. You probably won't run into it, but at least it's not dangerous, right? Yeah. Wrong. It is lethal. Okay. And. Oh. <laughs> Although only the males, only the males, because what they have is they've got like a hook under one side of one flipper. And that is some sort of toxic cocktail of we don't even know what, uh, something to do with mating, you know, uh, and uh, you get that stuck into you and you will like blow up like a balloon. Right. And and that's, that's pretty nasty. So that's yeah. lovely. Yeah. So so, you know, and basically, oh, and don't get me started on koalas. Right, they're just tree-born drug addicts. That's all they are. Uh, I mean, eucalyptus leaves—they're basically, you know, it's a drug in them. And the koalas eat that, and that's all they eat. Only one sort, too. Not just generally leaves. They eat one single sort, hmm. and uh, it's toxic. And they get totally high on it, and that's why they look so cuddly because they are, you stoned. know, off the rocker. Yeah, they are <laughs> constantly stoned, uh, and that's also why they sleep a lot. You know. So, oh, okay. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of very strange animals, right? Mm. So, oh, one more, one last one. Tasmanian devil. Oh, yeah. You heard of that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a real thing. It's not just a cartoon. And, you know, when they're talking to each other, it's, it's horrible. It's like, right? It's, it's really nasty. <laughs> they, they communicate and indicate sort of, uh, you know, hierarchy in a family grouping. Their communication method is to bite each other hard in the ears and tail and whatnot. Mm. And the sad thing about this is, apart from that's probably sad right to start off with, is that they also have a, a debilitating disease. And it spreads like, you know, through saliva contact and whatnot. So every time they Ooh. communicate, they're also spreading this sort of disease, which is, you know, I making them that. a bit endangered. And how do you fix that? It's a bit like the pandas, really, isn't it? You know, you sort of think if it wasn't for people, they just how did they survive this long? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. that's the Australia. That's the Australia story. Anyway, just be careful. It's a wonderful place, wonderful weather, but just don't touch anything and you'll be fine. OK, OK. Mm? And uh, kind of to wrap it up, I have one random question that I've wondered now during this podcast. Oh, hope it's not <laughs> it's not related to, to final grades or anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. What kind of music can do you listen to? Music? Oh, uh, only good music, right? Ah. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Uh, oh, oh, man, I should probably clarify there. It's actually a bit of everything. Um, sometimes uh, you sort of think, oh, you know, all the old music was a good music. But now the only reason we think that is because all the old music that was bad isn't played anymore. So... <laughs> You know, that which has survived this long, it must have been pretty good to start off with. Yeah. Um, mm. Otherwise, it would have been forgotten. And that, that's why, you know, there's a lot of music coming out today, and a lot of it is just going to get forgotten. Uh, and there's a, But there is a few things that come out now and again that, 
that catch my fancy. Uh, Where should I start? I mean, yeah, uh, everything from, um, ah, Jesus, Uh, White Stripes. Mm -hmm. When that came out, I actually thought, okay, there's a boomer moment, but I actually thought that, oh, wow, to imagine that there is like a 60s or 70s band that I haven't heard. And uh, yeah, I didn't realize they were new. But the point is, you know, um, that, that I just liked, you know, new sort of beat, um, bit a bit of a good mix between between the music and the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, also a bit of Beatles. Uh, there was okay. a period there with Marilyn Manson, a couple of songs from ACDC. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's um, yeah, I, I liked. I actually liked the songs from Ramstein, but I'm always a bit worried that because I don't know what the the lyrics are. But I really <laughs> like the music videos. You know, they got a bit of a sort of a militaristic vibe, and it's like, yeah, you know, I like that, the yeah. energy. And they do apparently some really great stage shows, but I'm always sort of wondering, but are they sort of, you know, right-wing extremists, or are they just like sort of pretending? And, I, I, you know, I'm a bit sort of, you know, don't want to get too hooked up with, oh, no, but he listened to Rammstein, you know, <laughs> when I don't even know what they're saying, really. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, so I'm a bit, bit careful about that, but... But I do love their, their music videos. I think they do some really great music videos. Um, and, um, yeah, otherwise some pop music, stuff like that, you know, the catchy tunes that you just cannot get out of your head for some reason. Um, yeah, it's a bit of everything, really. Whatever's going on the radio. I'm not really a big Eurovision fan. I mean, I really only watch it for the, for the f- funny costumes, right? So, um, you know, that, that's – and it's always fun to see. But, um, but maybe not that sort of music, you know. Okay. I don't know, but uh, but ah, sorry, I don't have any more concrete, you know, music music song or, or yeah, style, uh, something with uh, with good bass. That's nice, good lyrics, good bass, and I mean, mm-hmm. relatable, relatable. Okay, I can I can, I can uh, attest to that. Yeah, yeah. but it uh, it changes over time. Yeah, I haven't made a mixtape in a long time. I used to make them. <laughs> you know, I used to make these uh, CDs, you know, for the for the the what do you call it the car when i was going on long trips and stuff like that mm-hmm. oh yeah like road trips. Uh, my old rusty saab it actually had used to have a cd changer that actually surprisingly worked you know <laughs> and um yeah i mean you know was, i don't know how old it was when i bought it but it, it just worked so mm. uh, you know i would just load that up with uh, my own tracks and drive to finland and back and that was great but mm-hmm. but I, I, I don't even do that i don't even do the um i don't even listen to the uh what do you call it now Oof the online streaming um these days i listen basically to like rock fm and p1 that is how old i am right wow damn yeah so rock classics and and what do you call it state radio one that's that's as wild as i am now (laughs) you know not even the not even p4 or anything you know no no i go straight straight to the societal just just yeah, anyhow. Yeah. But time to wrap up, as you said, yeah. Yeah, it was, um, or do you want to take this off, you know? Uh, well, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I have much to say here. It's, uh, it's been lov- lovely having you. Mm-hmm. It's been great having you. With amazing knowledge I've learned. Good stories. I, I don't have much to say. How about you, Ollie? You know, you know, like ov- overall, you've been a great teacher, you know. I've been look- looking up to the way you teach, uh, how you sidetrack, you know, uh, in fun ways. 
I still learn when you sidetrack, just about space, mainly. Uh, yeah, no, it was great having you here, and uh, been a great teacher. That it's was been great. great having you teach us. Yeah. It's been amazing. It's getting emotional in here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. This podcast episode is going to be out today. Very nice. And uh, that's pretty much it. Nicholas, you want to say something before we... Yeah, well, you know, you guys, you, you, have a good, you have a good time next week. I know you're all going on a bit of a holiday there. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, enjoy that. Enjoy that. Make the most of that. And then we will see you again here for the final celebration of the finalization of your mandatory, well, almost mandatory study period. <laughs> you know, like 12 years of indentured servitude is now over. You're yeah. free, right? Let's that's go. It's mm. going to be great. It's a whole new part of life is starting. So mm-hmm. you're going to enjoy that. So and uh, and of course we always want you. And this is something I would like to say. We always want you to to remember. Feel free to you know uh, think of us uh, back at the school and come back and tell us of the the outside world. You know of the other world mm. uh, outside of these doors because otherwise we don't get to see much of it. You know I run yeah. into students now and again. So that would be great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right. Well, thank you for listening and thank you for coming on the podcast, Nicholas. It's been fun. And, uh, yeah.